This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Construction and Power Women Investing. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your further listening pleasure... Direct from the golf course and onto your radio, this is... Hello, everybody. The Fred and Jeff Show. Good morning, everybody. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Tucson. We're going to celebrate the people, the places, the events, history, and the culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. That is correct, Fred. And did you mute your phone? And we invite people to visit us at fredandjeff.com. Because I didn't. Follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and even subscribe to this tome of wisdom and entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. Yeah, my phone is actually busted. Oh, is it? Well, um, I dropped it on the ground, and it fell exactly the right way in order to break the screen. No way. Which it did. Yeah, so and actually now you're going to have to break down to get a new phone. Well, yeah, which is actually a good thing, because I've been threatening to throw this thing up against the wall for a while. Uh, well, looks like a 1997 No, model. this is No, this is less than a year old. It's a Motorola, Moto, Moto G. Folks do not buy them. <laughs> If, if my experience is anything, stay away from Motorola products. Oh, really? yeah, because I have a Samsung. Their, I love it. Their service is is horrible. Less than standard. Well, you know, I call them up and they're like, well, just do this and this and this. And I, and, well, first of all, I say um, I'm having problems with the the external SD card ah. uh, spontaneously uh, ejecting. Combusting, yes. No, it, it's, you know, electronically ejecting. I mean, physically, it's still in there. And so, oh, it says it's ejected, but it's still in the slot. Yeah. Okay. And so I call Motorola and I give them the, the numbers off the back of the, the phone and stuff. Right. And they're like, well, that that model doesn't even have an external slot for an SD card. I'm like, well, I'm looking at an external <laughs> slot. It says SD card and my SD card fits in there. And? And, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and then so I do go through all this stuff and, and, and you go, well, this should solve it. And no, it doesn't solve it. So he keeps on saying it's ejecting it. And so I just finally say, screw it, and take the SD card out totally. And now the phone will, like, spontaneously shut off. <laughs> well, and ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Tech Talk with Fred. It, uh, you know, the, the I get texts and emails days later. Really? Oh, yeah. I've, actually, I've got, I've missed texts. And and and, uh, and it's not the network because my sons, we're all on the same network together. The right. three of us are on the same account. Right. They don't have any of these issues, but right. they have different phones. Ah. So, folks, go for the LG Life's good. Go for the Samsung. Lucky Group. Yeah, Samsung. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, stay away from the Motorola products. Hmm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, based on my experience. You know what's interesting about service? I'm going to tell you a little service story that I have. So years ago, oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, happy Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day here in the Old Pueblo. I'm having, I'm, uh, for my Valentine's Day, Yes. I'm ending my love affair with my phone and getting a new one. That's nice. So you're cheating on the old phone, getting a new no, phone. No, it's not cheating if you... Divorcing. Over, if you overtly say, get the hell out of my life, <laughs> and then find some other little phone. <laughs> little that, gadget. Yeah. So I got a, a lighter, I think, 18 years ago from Tiana, my lovely wife, a Prometheus... Esplendida, Esplendido. Okay, so it's a great lighter. Okay, let and me, over twenty ever. Trivia, trivia question, maybe worth a dozen roses. Okay, if Jeff doesn't know the answer. Okay, go. Why is that lighter company named Prometheus? 
Uh, it, does it have anything to do with the great God? Okay. The, the, guy, the God that gave fire to man? Yeah. Okay. What's and that he, God's name? Prometheus. There you go. Oh, good Lord. All right, ladies and, and gentlemen. Then, then, welcome and actually to Greek mythology with Fred. Actually, it's, uh, it's no, see, Roman because Zeus is Roman, right? Correct. So Zeus. No, wait. Zeus is Greek. I forget. The head dude. Yeah, Zeus. Of either Greek or Roman guy. He got mad at him. Got mad at Prometheus, and so chained Pre- him to a rock. Well, yeah, and, and then every day uh, a uh, eagle comes over and eats his heart, liver, liver, and then at night because he's a god, it grows right back. Correct. So he's there for infinity. Right. So infinity and beyond. Ah. Okay. Uh-huh. So uh, that would be. Uh, yeah. Prometheus. So I send this beautiful lighter that I've used for oh, almost two decades to Prometheus to have it fixed. To, and the, to the Greek god? To decades. No, to the Prometheus lighter service center. Because he's busy getting his liver eaten. Yes. He, he doesn't have time to fix your lighter. Correct. And so they fixed it. It's beautiful. you got to see it. It's gorgeous. It looks like a new lighter. It looks brand new. But the problem is, even though they fixed it, it's gorgeous. It doesn't hold any fluid now. So is it Anthony's cigar? Last <laughs> it week? doesn't hold any fluid. Get this. So I have it in the bag, and I take it in Anthony's well, I, cigar. Well, last time I saw that lighter, it was in pieces in yes, the bag. Yes, exactly. And now it's in a nice, look at that, nice yeah. Prometheus bag with a little service ticket. So I take it over to Anthony's cigar over on River Road. Right. And Mikey fills it with fluid. Little Mikey. Little Mikey because, fills it with fluid. Yeah. And he's, you hear a little thing go, psst. And I think, hey, Mikey, it sounds like it's leaking. He goes, don't worry. And he's shaking it, and he's warming it up in his hand. And he clicks, you know, he, he runs the flint, yeah. and his whole mitt lights on fire. Cool. It was pretty amazing. So all of the juice leaked out of it onto his hand, lit his hand on fire, and he literally just very calmly shook his hand till the fire went out, yeah. while everyone around him was going, oh, my God, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's happened before. So he handed it back to me and said, you need to send this back because there's a leak in the tank. And I called Prometheus up, and they said, yes, we messed up. Send it back. Our, you, you, would think our cost. That, you would think that they would do some kind of quality control before they send it out. Well, you would have thought that, right? But yeah. they can't ship it with gas in it. Well, yeah, but they should test it. Well, that, I agree with I mean, that. And take, there's a little little guy here, a little guy named Jeb. See that Jeb right there? Yeah. He's the quality control guy. I think guy. that's Job, actually. Maybe it might be Job. Maybe he's having a hard day. Jeb. He's having a hard day. If it's Maybe. Job, he's having a hard day. Yeah, he's having a hard day. So I'm going to send this back with with. Job or Jeb or Jeb's name on it so they know who to give a hard time to. Yeah. But anyhow, folks, happy this, Valentine's Day. Yes. It's also the birthday of? The state of Arizona. Thank you. And uh, Happy birthday, Arizona. Happy birthday, Arizona. You don't look older than 103. <laughs> Actually, you don't look older than 104. Right, right. So um, a lot of hopefully a lot of you all out there are getting the Valentine's that you were hoping for. But folks, remember this part of the Friend Jeff Show is brought to you by our friends at TucsonHappenings.com. Check out the website because there's so many things to do here in Tucson. And every single week, Fred and I omit something. And we apologize. But if you go to TucsonHappenings.com, you'll see the vast majority of everything. It's family friendly. It's where you want to go. Check it out. And Fred, you got any fun things going on down on 4th Avenue? Oh, yeah. We have the, uh, the antique swap. Coming up on the 20th. Of February this month? Of this month, yeah. Perfect. So actually January, February, March, we have three of them. This is the second in the triad 
one might say. And the first one was well attended, wasn't it? Yeah, um, yeah, tons of people. I think we had, let's see, about, about 15 or 16 people. Uh, Vendors. Oh, okay, gotcha. And hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. It, I mean, the, the place, the place is packed at all times, and and uh, people are selling their old stuff. Really? Yeah. And then we have the street, uh, the Spring Street. So, Fair. is it a swap meet or an antique? Well, it, it's they, selling their old it, stuff. What's we going call on it an antique swap. So, the, or is it kind of like a garage sale? No, no, it's antiques. So it, everything there had to be at least. Uh, mm, Made last week. No. <laughs> Come it, had, on. it had to be like 50 years old or something. I mean, there's some, we have some kind of criteria. Interesting. Uh, to, we define antiques and, and you know, that's, I, I don't know what that is. It's, uh, it's like uh, this year at the uh, Southern Arizona Smoking Showdown, our big barbecue event, where we're raising money for Steel Children's Research. So the meat has to be older than 50 years? No. There, we're going to actually have, we're going to run it by the Arizona Barbecue Association's guidelines. So when you come in, and this year the protein is pork, pulled pork. Uh, everyone, Does it have to be pulled pork? It has to be. So it can't be ribs? Nope, no ribs this year. We did brisket last year. Maybe we'll do ribs next year. No, I think next year we're going to go back to beef. But everybody has to abide by the same rules. What about alligator? I don't know. Have you ever had barbecue alligator? Yeah, I have. Have you really? Yeah. When? Um, actually, it's funny because uh, back when I was working on the ambulance as a paramedic, we did a standby for Caterpillar. They had some customers coming. Caterpillar, the the heavy equipment. Heavy equipment. So they had customers coming in from all over the world, and they were demonstrating some of their equipment out because they're based here in uh, Southern Arizona. Cool. And they were they were demonstrating some of their equipment to prospective customers, mm-hmm. prospective customers, and. Uh, they had a barbecue and stuff, and, and they had an ambulance there for standby in case somebody got hurt. A ambulance when they're driving, the, you know, the, the tractors around and, and the, you know, the buckets, and you get hit in the head by a caterpillar bucket. It's not a good day for no, you. No, it's it's not a good day. So they had like, you know, they were they were just putting out everything for everybody, and they had. Wait, uh, what are we talking about? Barbecue. Chicken. Oh, got it. They had steaks. They had alligator. They had. Believe it or not, rattlesnake. Wow, tastes like chicken. Is that? I think that's illegal now, isn't it? No, actually, uh, it was. It was. Uh, there was something uh, about how they acquired the meat that it wasn't. It might. It might not have been diamondback. It might mm-hmm. have been some other rattle, type of rattlesnake. But it was. Uh, you know, we had rattlesnake. It was pretty tasty. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Tastes like chicken. To and you had alligator. Had alligator. Wow. Alligator is very watery. Maybe it was the way it was prepared. No, I just think it's in general it's watery. So uh, you know what else? Moisture. I'm here. remiss in doing. What? Well, wishing my lovely wife a happy birthday. I wasn't going to bring that up because uh, happy birthday, honey. Well, the the state of Arizona is a blazing hundred and two years old. No, hundred four years old. Your wife isn't that old. No, but not she even close. she hit a milestone. This she year. did hit a milestone. Yeah, she's put up with me for many years. Yeah, exactly. That's quite every day. That's a milestone. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know what else is going on today? What friends of the Pima County Public Library having their big book sale at the Book Barn on Country Club? Cool. Thirty fourth annual quilt show and sale at uh, the Tombstone Art Gallery. That's going on today until four thirty. Gather, a village market, is also their once-a-month four-day shopping event featuring antiques, collectibles, and vintage items. It's happening down at St. Mary's. And today is also the 68th annual Vigilante Days. 
in downtown Tombstone. So if you are looking for something fun to do, you got the day. Head on down to the 68th annual Vigilante Days in Tombstone or head to the 57th annual Tubac Festival of the Arts. Super fun down in Tubac. Or the 62nd annual Tucson Gem and Minerals Show down at the Tucson Convention Center. Now, isn't, it, isn't this... That's unbelievable, the, Is this Fred. the last weekend of the show of the Gem? Because it's actually... It's like 40-plus shows... All wrapped up into one. In, at the same time, around the downtown area and the Kino Sports Complex. Right. They're everywhere. Yeah. And they're fantastic. And, you know, I was reading something in the paper last week as I was talking to my buddy Dave Slutes and my buddy Todd over at Congress Hotel. Yeah. And one of the nerds in the paper, our lovely Tucson paper, was telling everybody to avoid downtown, avoid downtown, don't go downtown. There's 10,000 people here for the gym show. Don't go downtown. And I thought, that's the dumbest thing I've ever read. Of course you want to go downtown. You want to go where things are happening. That's right. Things are happening. People are there. The food's fabulous. The water holes are 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 being well attended. Full you of water. definitely always want to go downtown. Cool. Yeah. So, well, and, and uh, coming up, Arizona Theater Company, Opens a new show. Opened a new show on Friday, Sex with Strangers. Uh, after the break, we're going to. That's be a kids ta- show, right? Yeah, we're going to be talking to those guys. So stick around, folks. This is the Fred and Jeff show. This bit of the Fred and Jeff show is brought to you by Unicom Graphics, Steel Door, and Sleeping Frog Farms. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff show. This is Fred and Jeff show. This is Fred Ronstead. I'm not here with my little brother Jeffrey because he is uh, indisposed at the moment, but we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. And... I uh, did a little time warp. We are standing, or at least I am standing, uh, in the Arizona Theater Company's Temple of Music and Art and getting ready to uh, talk to some folks who apparently uh, are going to be naked for our, our uh, pleasure. <laughs> uh, this is Sex with Strangers, uh, the Arizona, Com- Arizona Theater Company's uh, latest, greatest uh, production in, in cooperation with the Stray Cat Theater. And I'm sitting here talking with uh, Ron May, who is the director and I believe the artistic director of director of Sex with Strangers and the artistic director of Stray Cat Theater. Ron, yeah. how are you doing? I'm doing great, thanks. So this is sort of an off-menu item for the ATC subscribers. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> little Sex with Strangers co-production with Arizona Theater Company. Uh, how did that all happen? Um, my day job, I actually work at Arizona Theater Company as the patron relationship manager. Oh. Um, so, uh, and David and I have known each other for a long time. David, our gold Yes. Team. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, soon-to-be former artistic director. But he, at some point, yeah. Isn't he like emeritus now at this point? I, I, he's still legit, so I don't... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so uh, you were like, hey, uh, David, uh, I, I'm bored at nights, need something to do. And... <laughs> uh, he... We actually were both looking at the script, 
I was part of his conversation with everybody when he was announcing this season, and this was on his shortlist. Uh, this script was also on Stray Cat's shortlist, and he saw me at the table go, oh, that's interesting, because we're looking at it too. And he sort of just said, we should talk about going into this together and doing some sort of co-pro. So that's sort of how it started, at least. Excellent. So uh, it's, it's very interesting. You know, the Arizona Theater Company, actually theater in general, is very interesting in terms of uh, holding the mirror up to society. And this actually holds a big mirror up to uh, total lifestyle change yeah. uh, that uh, we're, we're experiencing as a society. I remember, you know, Sex with Strangers back three decades ago when I was in my 20s, that was a great thing. <laughs> it's, it's fairly easy as well. But now there's all sorts of complexities that have been thrown into the mix. And, uh, and so just tell us a little bit about the play. No, no spoilers. Uh, definitely no spoilers. The show is about uh, two characters that are sort of trapped in a writer's retreat because of a snowstorm. Uh, Olivia is a writer who's sort of been reclusive. She released a book and it didn't go quite as well as she had hoped, so she's sort of been hiding. Uh, and she is 40, and this guy randomly shows up, or does is it random? That's the big question. Uh, and he sort of... He's, he's at the same retreat, and he's much younger. He's in his 20s and has had a tremendous amount of success off of a book based on a blog that he used to write. Um. <laughs> yeah, that, that to me is amazing just as a human being that people can get on the Internet, write to nobody, and become famous. Yeah. It's, it's completely amazing. But I guess, I guess they're writing to somebody if they become famous. That, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm sitting here with Ron, but we also have uh, Heather Lee Harper and Tyler Eglin, who uh, are being portraying these characters on stage. Um, guys, how are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Now, yep. opening night was a big smash. <laughs> yep. Smash success. Yes. Yeah, it seems to be pretty well received uh, in both cities. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are running for a couple weeks now? Mm-hmm. We'll so, be here for the next two. Or you will run two. for the next two, yes. the next two weeks. Um, so uh, let's start with, uh, with Tyler. Um, you approach this character... Uh, mm-hmm. in some kind of uh, fashion, you know, actor's uh, method? <laughs> I did not use method acting to get into this character. Oh, no. okay. so this <laughs> I did not go life. out, start this a blog. Like, a, and, like no. a, uh, uh autobiography kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite the opposite, yeah. Um, there's parts of this character that I really drive with that I really, uh, it's easy for me to get into, but then parts of the specifics, um, I mean, having this very public sex life, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> So tell us a little bit about the character. So Ethan is this character. Yeah, he's in his 20s. He's got a big character. He's broad. He's um, got macho energy. He's a conqueror of everything he does. So um, he writes this blog about going out and being with women, uh, and he gets a following from it, and it kind of builds this fame around him that he then has to live into, and then it kind of takes over his life and steers his direction. Is this like a Tucker Max kind of thing? It's, it yeah. is very much similar. Uh well excellent so uh and so you're just trying to live up to the bravado that you've created for yourself right absolutely you can't be shy in this character um you can still have soft moments and those come up because of olivia because of the challenges that olivia puts in front of him whereas most women he meets don't challenge him in that way but now he's found one that's different and that's what throws his whole world out of balance so the game's off the game is off. Yeah. He's met his match, but not in the way he expected. Yeah, so Heather, you play... Olivia. Olivia. Yes. And so, what's up with that character? <laughs> <laughs> um, Olivia is uh, about to turn 40. Um, as Ron said, 
she had great hopes for her life uh, being a writer and got that chance, but then it never turned out. So she's been um, teaching and, and kind of hiding and has almost given up on her dreams and her passions, but they haven't disappeared. They're boiling underneath the surface, which is one of the really interesting things about her um, having discovered that dichotomy of immense passion but then uh, stifling it and suppressing it down, almost because um, the fear of failure, of not wanting to try again because it might not work out. And everything in her life has moderated because of that. And then, uh, and then Tyler's character bursts in and totally shakes up her world and presents her with these opportunities of the things that she's always wanted, and she has to make that choice, you know, like do I make the decision to jump and potentially change my whole life or do I stay where it's safe? Yeah. Um, and then on top of that, we, we talk a lot in rehearsal about um, Ethan being a dinosaur, a, like a brontosaurus <laughs> to Olivia because he's from a totally different world that she just doesn't understand the technology and the language and the speed. And, and um, you know, so there's also a very fun fascination um, and almost like a scientific discovery of who this other person is and how it can fit in or, or um, affect her. And he does end up affecting her immensely in a beautiful way. Wonderful. So, Ron, what are sort of the big things that you want people walking out of here uh, contemplating? Um, it certainly raises a lot of questions about how we communicate with one another in an age of technology like now. Um, certainly, I think a lot of people will question what they have on their online presence. Um, so their Facebook profile and... Yeah. <laughs> Only because all of the things that get brought up in the play are things that happened that Ethan was involved in years ago, uh, but all you have to do is Google it and they all show back up. So the question becomes, when you're in the room with someone, what's the more authentic person? Is it the person that you're talking to or is it the person that has... Is it what they're putting online when they're home alone and secretly typing these things on a keyboard? Curating their digital presence. Yeah. Right? I like yeah. that. Curating their, their digital presence. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Everybody, does. <laughs> everybody, everybody does. does. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm the, the uh, sort of like I curate to the to a point where there's nothing on on my Facebook page except for you know pictures of kittens. That's yeah. it. Very <laughs> safe. No, it's actually my kids, but similar <laughs> kittens and kids. But Google is different because you don't have control. Yeah, if you Google my name, that's kind of scary. As a matter of fact, uh, my fiance <laughs> made the mistake of not googling my name before saying yes to the first blind date. That, you know, then the rest is history. But. <laughs> so, okay, cool. So the uh, the play runs next couple of weeks, uh, and people should do what if they want to come see it? Uh, the Herberger Theater Center box office. They can call the Herberger, or just online tickets are available 24 uh, 7 at arizonatheater.org. It's E-H-E-A-T-R-E. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, thanks, guys. Uh, hope you guys have a, a spectacular run. You had a brilliant opening. Thank you. Uh, I was, Thank you. I was there opening night. It was, it was brilliant. Uh, we will be back here with Fred and Jeff Show talking to folks from, not from Tucson, actually. Uh, stick around.
This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Barker Morrissey Contracting, Ronstadt Insurance, and Casa de la Luz Hospice. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and perhaps the culture. Makes living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful. Now, Fred, here's a trivia question for you. Yes. Do you know what Shukshon means? Uh, Base of the Black Mountain. Very good. Very nice. Proud of you. (laughs) And, folks, you can check us out on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. And you can uh, check out this Tome of Wisdom and Entertainment on iTunes and TuneIn Radio. You didn't invite people to visit us at friendjeff.com. Thank you for doing so. All right, so visit us at friendjeff.com <laughs> because shows from many, many years are many moons are posted there. That's right. You know what else? And even goofy pictures that I've come up with because we stopped taking pictures during the, sh- during the taping. Well, we'll have to take a picture today. No. Matter of fact, I'm going to take a picture in five seconds. No. So I also found a new podcast. It's called Podcast Addict. Podcast Addict. So, and it is all of our shows are on there too. Right next to your favorite NPR, Freakonomics Radio, Marketplace, Serial. Do you listen to Serial? I don't listen to any of that. That's that, a, it's it's fantastic. All a, I don't even listen to the show. You well know that. What? <laughs> You're <laughs> such a liar. <laughs> yeah. I, you Look know, at that. Day, I'm listening to, I just was finishing the, the BBC on David Bowie, The Music and the Man. One of our producers, Jim. And the Legacy. Jim Edwards, who, who's the guy who puts our show together. Podcast Edict. Puts our show together every week. Yeah. He sends me the file. I don't even listen to the file. He could be sending me like garbage from the John Justice show. And wow, that's what's easy. That's what's being posted on our on our website. Ugh, it's not because I double check. Uh, okay. And of course, our two followers would also call and say, hey, what is this stuff? Yeah, but our two followers are computer illiterate. Not true. They'd have to be computer illiterate to see it. To get it on iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Addict, they, or no, they have, the website. They have like a boombox from the 1980s. Then how are they getting it on the website? They don't. They listen to it live. <laughs> they listen to so it So here live. we are today in the Ronstadt Insurance Studios. <laughs> <laughs> so that, I'm billing you an extra hundred bucks for that oh, one. Oh, whatever. Mr. Fourth Avenue. Hey, we got a this and a that and the other thing. Yeah, they tell you the street fair's coming up. Oh, here we go. Yeah, April 1st, here we 2nd, go. and 3rd. Here we go. You know what? From uh, across the country. Here's a crappy update for you. And about 30% of the artists at Street Fair are local artists. Is that true? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So we have a guest in the Ronstadt Insurance Studio today. (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, you're the introducer. I just invoiced dad. He he goes, oh, 200 bucks, no problem. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to stop at that. (laughs) All right. So uh, with us today is Christine Zuder, who is the executive director of America. Amarin. 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 You should have asked her how to pronounce that during the break. Well, you know, it's funny because I can see that it's American Indian, the the, exactly. the melding of those two uh, words, but uh, I didn't know how to say it. Amarin. The Amarin Museum. Amarin Museum. Art like Gallery. A, research a, Center. Do you have a duck that goes quack quack? I don't know what that means. Oh, no, it's Aflac. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, good Lord. Yes, we do not have a duck that... We know we could have a duck that goes quack quack here at the Ronstadt Insurance Studios. But that's anyhow, another 100 bucks. Christine, Dude, we're going to have our debts paid off in like by the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, that's Eric's going to be chasing you around. So how are you doing today? Just great. Happy Valentine's Day you to both too. of you. You're putting joy into my life today. <laughs> I love it. So where are you from? 
I actually am living in Dragoon right now. But where but you're originally, originally from? Originally from Ohio. Wait, wait, Dragoon is a brewery here in Tucson. Do, you, it do, they, is, do they let you live? I, the Dragoon IPA is great, Fantastic. and I wish they were brewing it in Dragoon, Arizona. Well, at least they're giving oh. you the shout-out, right? <laughs> Calling their, exactly. their delicious brew, Dragoon. <laughs> and it just needs amaranth on it as it dra- well. <laughs> Maybe they'll all. do an amaranth brown or something. <laughs> great. <laughs> so... You're from Ohio. I'm from Ohio. Where in Ohio? The Cleveland area. Oh, you're from Cleveburg. Cleveburg, exactly. I love it. I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so. Oh, oh. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Interview over, right? That's all right. No, that's fine. <laughs> we know where. Uh, we Brown. know where we stand. We do. So where did you, how did you get out to Tucson? And more importantly, how did you get out to Dragoon? Sure. I came uh, first from Cleveland to Chicago, and then I came out here to Arizona to the U of A School of Anthropology to work in, to get my degree in in anthropology good for you so and then from there i was at the u U of a press i was the director there and then did a stint up at asu where i know oh but i was director of a scholarly publishing program up there and then from there i came to dragoon just a year ago a little over uh, press, did you actually uh were you responsible for overseeing the production of our great-grandfather's book yes really Yes. Did you get to read it? I, I, yes, <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. So what would you think? <laughs> Great. Yeah. It was really That's, good, really can, good. Thank you very much. Very, very yeah. nice. Red and I had nothing to do with it. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> well we, we I promote it. We, good, I'm glad you promoted it. It was and really actually, wonderful to be yeah. doing that. Actually, oh, awesome. uh, my name's on the book all over it. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong Fred. Our uh, great-grandfather's name is Fred. Uh, so Fred so likes to take, you know. Credit for all of yeah, that. Yeah, well, that's no, me. <laughs> that's hey, you good. know, Grandpa Ronstadt uh, gave me a lot of stuff that had my name on it. No, he didn't. You yes, snarfed did. it. No, he gave it <laughs> to Snarf. me. Snarf. So I have. Hey, where's that stuff? Uh, Fred took it. No, it's my name. It's, it's right there. Oh, there it is. So Amarin Museum. So you're you're in publishing. I was in publishing. Anthropology. Mm-hmm. Anthropology. And how did you find your way from Phoenix? Our friends at Tempe Normal. All the way to Dragoon, Arizona. Well, I knew Amaranth is so well known among Southwestern archaeologists. And and in any case, uh, so it's so well known. And when the position became open for the directorship, Mm -hmm. um, I applied for it. And it brought together my background in publishing, archaeology, uh, museum studies. All of it came together in this lovely location and place. And so you had to move to, to Dragoon. I live in Dragoon, and it's wonderful. In Texas Canyon. Oh, God, Texas Canyon is gorgeous. Drop-dead gorgeous. Every morning, waking up, all of those balancing boulders is the first sight. A great, uh, great location. Oh, man. Folks, if you've never driven to Wilcox, Arizona, or to New Mexico down I-10, and you do, you've got to go to, you'll pass through the Texas Canyon and just take your time because it's absolutely gorgeous sunset sunrise gorgeous and don't pass by stop off at exit 318 dragoon and you'll see amarin just a mile south so tell us about this great jewel that uh that you know we found out about you from our friend uh jim quirk jim quirk is on our board of directors right so So he's a client of ours and he came in one day and said hey do you know about the Uh, amarin museum and i said no i've known about amarin for years you have when was the last time you were there eons ago there you go Uh, actually you you must return you know what actually uh be careful what you wish for back in (laughs) back in a former life of this show yeah 
we actually had somebody from Ameren come on, come on for a few minutes. We did? Yeah. The pottery guy? No, th- this is back when we were at the other station. Oh, well, let's see what Christina has to say about the museum then. Okay. Uh-huh. So Sounds good. tell us what is the f- mission of this but facility? See, you, you asked the question if I'd have been, ever been there, and if I knew, knew about it. And I, the answer is yes. And the answer should have been, you should have known about it, too, before your little buddy told you about it. You're right. So tell us <laughs> about the museum. Sure, sure. You know, I, I have started drinking Bloody Maria's. <laughs> you know, oh, we, we have the don't show. do it. Don't we do had, it, because no. Dad got really mad at us a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about drinking when we had Joaquin Ruiz on the show. Well, actually, okay, okay. For, for Dad's notification. Yes, Dad, listen. Joaquin was the one who wanted the Bully Marias. Yes, but I'm just then he didn't you, show up. I'm just telling you what Dad said. Okay. He said, don't call yourselves fat and don't drink on the air. Well, I'll get dehydrated. <laughs> so Did he us, give you other advice? No, that's the, that's his fatherly advice. <laughs> oh, that's good. And don't take any <laughs> punk nickels and you know stuff like that. <laughs> Smoke sounds cigars. like a good father. Yes, he's no, a great dad. That was Pimpin's advice. Yes. That's good. So this yeah. museum, mm-hmm. if anyone's still listening to us out there, yes. this museum is an amazing place. Tell us the whole idea behind the museum. Sure. Um, Ameren's been there over 75 years, and it was started by uh, a man, William Shirley Fulton, who came from Waterbury, Connecticut. So he came from a, a wealthy family. He was in the manufacturing business, came out to the Southwest, and like so many people, fell in love and fell in love with archaeology. He was out, discovered a pot that was in a cave, and he was hooked. And so he was able to eventually retire by the time he was 50 years old. Oh, lucky guy. Uh, and he used his wealth and philanthropy to really further the whole world of archaeology and anthropology and and focusing on Native American cultures. Was it specifically in the Dragoon area or was it the Native American culture across the United States? From the saying goes from Alaska to Argentina, from the Americas. He collected uh, and bought various objects from all sorts of uh, various Native American cultures. He traded with other museums, and he built up our collection in that way, and he did and supported archaeological excavations. So Amerind houses amazing collections of predominantly what? We have uh, everything from baskets, jewelry, other art, uh, paintings, sculptures, from, and again, it's from the Americas. We focus on the southwest U.S. and northern Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's our major focus. But because of the history, we span the Americas. So someone's coming to Amerind. What is the one thing they've got to see? Everything. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> the one thing. Well, but, but I say I, that, I ask yes. you that question because you guys, your collection is extensive. It is. I mean, you could go to your museum and spend the whole day and not get anywhere close to seeing all of what you guys have mm-hmm. to offer. So if you came out for a day, you can easily go through our, our museum galleries. So we have several museum galleries. You'll see a, an exhibit on Native American textiles that actually will be coming down within a month or so. So you may want to come out and see it before that. And you get the Native American perspective. That one has uh, interpretations of the material that you're seeing, the textiles hanging on the wall from Barbara Teller and Alice. So you get a native viewpoint of what you're looking at, not just a museum curator, which is also important. Okay, so then, who, who is, before you go yeah, on for sure that, enough. Yeah, who's, who's Barbara? Barbara, Barbara Teller and Alice is a master Diné Navajo weaver. 
And Diné is the, also the word used for Navajo. That's okay. what they call themselves. So the, uh, she actually worked with Eric Caldwell, our deputy director and chief curator, to um, interpret uh, all of all of the textiles that actually were rotating through this exhibit. Look, museum people have a, a fun lexicon. Uh -huh. So <laughs> explain mm -hmm. to me what interpreting a tapestry or a ah, textile sure. means. Sure. So, so you may look at a piece as a textile or a rug, and you're looking at it, and we may look at the beauty of it or how it's woven. And what Barbara Teller and Alas did, she would be able to look at it and, and tell you how it might have been made, how it fit within the culture. So we have one example where she said, you know, this is, look at this smaller size, look at the unevenness, look at the stripe pattern. That was probably made by a child. And it was probably made by a child because before you could go to elaborate weaving designs, you need to get the stripes right. Interesting. Another piece, which I... In quoting her, she looked at it, a larger piece, and the um, the edges came down at an angle. Things were just not as uh, perfectly done as a weaver, as a female weaver might do. And she thought it might have been made by a man. Really? That's not my interpretation, but that was her, <laughs> that was her interpretation. Oh, and and so you get you get a sense of what the culture was like. Who would have been making making the rugs? How would they have been done by different members of that community? And how old are these rugs? Some of them are very contemporary. Some go back to the 1800s. Wow. So and they're they're stunning. We have a beautiful right now a stunning chief's blanket, so that when you would. It's meant to be wrapped around you. And when you do, the design on the back comes to, and then the front comes together and matches in perfect symmetry. Cool. It is beautiful, exquisite uh, work. Awesome. Okay, we got to take a quick break. Folks, we got lots more to talk about the Ameren Museum. So stick around. We'll have more here on The Fred and Jeff Show. <laughs> This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Anthony's Cigar Emporium, Power Women Investing, and Mayfield Florist. Now, time for more of the Fred and Jeff Show. This is the Fred and Jeff Show. This is Fred Ronstadt. I'm here with my little brother, Jeffrey. Hola, Tucson. And we are celebrating the people, the places, the events, history, and culture that make living in Tucson and Southern Arizona so gosh darn wonderful, Jeffrey. That is exactly right, Fred. And we're sitting here talking to Christine Zuter, who is the executive director. Thumbs up, Fred. Thumbs up. Of the Amerind Museum. Correct. And before we could go in, Christine, uh, the Emerald Museum is in Dragoon, uh, Arizona. I, I wish it was truly at the Dragoon Brewery so we can <laughs> like, have a beer and learn about American Indian culture. But uh, it's in Dragoon, Arizona. Uh, and what is the Emerald? What is the Emerald? So Emerald is both, it's a museum. We also have an art gallery and it's a research center. So when people come to visit, you could see, th see the various objects we have in the museum when I was talking about uh, Native American culture and from baskets to pottery. And then you could go over to the art gallery where we have 
uh, rotating exhibits, and we have three new ones up right now. Uh, those are by Matilda Essig, which are these three foot by two foot large scale digital scans of grasslands. We cool. All, beautiful, stunning. And then uh, Will Wilson is a Diné Navajo photographer who has uh, portraits of other people in in the gallery. All Diné? All all uh, no, from from all sorts of indigenous peoples. And then um, then we also have a person whose name is Robert Shoefly Shoefelt. Oh, yeah, Shoefly, he, yeah. You know Shoefly? Well, I got a Shoefly here. You have a Shoefly, yes. I do, yes. love Shoefly. Well, he donated us what is called his Christmas card collection, and it's a whole series of lithographs, nothing to do with Christmas, but beautiful lithographs on southeastern Arizona ranching life. Very cool. And Very you can cool. see, meet all three artists may, uh, on, let's see, March 5th. They'll be there from 10 to 4, and you'll be able to meet them in person. Will Wilson should be there taking photos. He will take personal portraits of people who are attending. Wow. Okay, so Dragoon, Arizona. Mm-hmm. We're all living here in Pima County in Tucson. Yeah. How long is the drive from Tucson? Let's say if we're sure. in the center of town. How far, how long does it take to get to your museum? It'll just take you about an hour. It's 60 miles east. It's all freeway driving. Uh, when you exit on 318 at Dragoon, Dragoon Road, one mile south. Perfect. And, and it is a gorgeous drive it's out there. It's a beautiful drive. Beautiful. Especially now with the spring mm-hmm. coming on. We've had plenty of rain. The wildflowers, I'm sure, yes. are popping. It's so, and you've got a, a big event coming up this Saturday, right? It is exactly. It's on Saturday, February twentieth at ten thirty, and you. It, we are going to tell everyone arrive on time because we're doing a traditional game by um, by the uh, by the Tahona Atam women. It's called Toka, and it's a stick game, and they ha- they will come out in and they will have it set up in our parking lot. They are going to do. A game with uh, these mesquite sticks that then there is a center, uh, literally a disc puck that's uh, wrapped. There's two of them wrapped around. And it will be fast, furious, fun. And then they'll stop the game at a very, at a point and people can talk to the participants, learn more, hear more about the running tradition. And we're able to do this because of Arizona Humanities. They have um, uh, funded us to do public programming associated with traditional indigenous running uh, games. And this is one part of many different events that we're going to have scheduled through the year. I would love to know the origin of this game. Yeah, well, they're going to tell you the origin yes, of this game if you go, because this is one of the parts of their culture that they're exactly. saving. They are exactly, and revitalizing it, bringing it back. It's a way to bring um, uh, the women together to play and compete and and really have fun. Now, now on this postcard you gave me, it says Ameren Museum, Fleet of Foot. Yeah, so this is part where we will be having a new exhibit called Fleet of Foot. And then when I was mentioning our textile exhibit, that one's coming down. And in its place, again, with support from Arizona Humanities, we'll be putting up an exhibit of traditional Native American running, uh, running traditions. No kidding. Uh, and what's great about it is that Amarant also does a 10K race. Uh, and the next 10K race will be in April. Uh, that's on April 2nd, and it's the one time you can, we have 1,900 acres, and if you want to see the boulders up close, it's your one time to, you could walk or run the 10K. No kidding. So you've got a trail that goes all the way around Dragoon. All the, all the way around our property. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's beautiful. That oh. is absolutely beautiful. So there's a lot of stuff going on out there. 
every weekend. In fact, today for Valentine's Day, if you have not bought anything for your for your sweetie, uh, come out to Ameren. You still have time this afternoon, and we have a Matortis pottery and jewelry trunk show along with the Zapotec weaver. So you could see people making the pottery, and you can purchase these beautiful pots that come from Matortis in, in Chihuahua, Mexico, and meet the artists as well. And a great ride, a spontaneous trip for Valentine's Day, and you'll have sure. fun. Yeah, load the kids up in the car. And head out. What's your website? It's amerind.org. Amerind.org. And it's A-M-E-R-I-N-D.org. So tell us, who are your major sponsors, not only for the event coming up, but just in general, who funds you? Uh, we depend and we work with many individuals and uh, who are who are don donors to Amerind. So we're always um, looking for people who would like to support Amerind either through donations or through membership through their own membership with Amerind. And then we also write grants and have other sources of income from our admissions uh, from from various sales. We have a museum store, so you could purchase uh, native uh, goods from there. Do you guys publish a newsletter? We do. So if we I do. go on your website, mm -hmm. amerind.org, can I sign up for your newsletter? Yes. We will definitely, you can, you can, or you can write to me directly. My email is on there, and I'll be happy to make sure that you're on our email list. And we do a weekly email blast, so you could hear every week what's coming up, where you, what things you might be very interested in attending. That is so awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing a little bit about what you guys do at the Amarin Museum with our listeners. We really appreciate it. Great to be here. Really fun. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> like meeting you. Both. Thank you, thank you. All right, Frederick. Happy hey. Valentine's Day to you. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy birthday to Tiana. Thank you. And actually, happy belated to Mia. Mia, the little 13-year-old. Yeah, I tried to send her a text, but apparently uh, her, her phone was confiscated by her parents. <laughs> so I don't know if she actually got her birthday wishes from me. She, no, because one of the things she wanted for her birthday was a new phone. But because she's having a hard time taking care of the current phone she has, it's she may be 26 before she gets a new phone. Oh, she may be 26 before she gets that birthday uh, greeting, too. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, Just maybe, make sure maybe. you maintain the account so when the, te when the phone gets turned on, the text will come. Absolutely. So, folks, thanks for tuning in to the Fred and Jeff Show. Remember we'll see you uh, Sex with Strangers. At the Arizona Theater Company. That sounds like a lot of adult fun. Oh, partial nudity. No way. Way. Cool. Cool. You know what? I, do we have time? No, I went. We I don't. Went, oh, we don't. darn it. All right, folks. Have a great week. Happy Valentine's <laughs> Day. We'll talk to you again next week with more here on the Fred and Jeff Show. Let's talk about a good time. This portion of the Fred and Jeff Show is brought to you by Sleeping Frog Farms and Fred's Meditation Salon and Tequila Lounge.